Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as we're so blessed every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to come together at this hour, the 4 o'clock hour Eastern Time, to share in the joy of the gospel, the joy of our faith. And I do pray on this November 24th, 2020, you are having a blessed, happy, holy, and safe day. And enjoying a lovely day. The Lord has blessed us with outside today. Not bad for late November. Uh, happy you are here. And I guess we're all getting ready for um, the holiday week, if you can call it that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know people are going to have Thanksgiving, but not quite maybe the way we've had it in the past. A lot of really, really odd things going on. But um, anyway, I'm happy you're here. I'll be here with you today. And tomorrow, and then, of course, Thanksgiving Day, I won't be here. And Friday, instead of our Friday Live program, as we do every year, we begin our Christmas music at 4 o'clock on a Friday for two hours. Kind of a little prelude as to what we'll be doing throughout uh, the remaining weeks leading up to Christmas, which is a, what, a month from Friday. Tomorrow's the 25th uh, already of November. So uh, Thanksgiving being later, I guess, than usual. Uh, not a lot of Advent time. Advent, first Sunday of Advent is this coming Sunday. And of course, here at the Apostolate, we're excited because next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, we have our annual Radiothon. I'll talk more about that. But I'll ask you now as we pray to please join me in praying for a successful Radiothon. We are, my brothers and sisters, so much in need of this Radiothon, I got to tell you. Um, you know, normally we have it in the spring. We didn't have it in the spring because that was the, the, the peak of the pandemic at that time. We postponed it, um, put it off. We were hoping to have it in the fall, but because our transmitter issue, we didn't. We now have our brand new uh, 1260 AM transmitter up and running, full power. Thanks be to God. Uh, but we have to have this Radiothon, and it has to be successful. We have a lot of ground to make up uh, over the past number of months uh, where funds have fallen short. So please pray for me, uh, with me, I should say, for the Apostolate um, for Successful Radiothon next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Uh, we'll keep that in our prayer as well. And for you and all your family, my friends, we pray for this Thanksgiving week. Uh, and, you know, today, um, I should say this week, is National Family Week. Did you know that? I bet a lot of people didn't know that. National Family Week. And I'm going to read, after our prayer time, a proclamation by President Trump uh, declaring this week National Family Week. Sometimes I don't think we know what we have until we've lost it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to pray. I'll, I'll just share these lovely words from President Trump on National Family Week. Um, 
But we're going to pray our prayer for our country. Uh, you know, everything is still not officially settled, although many uh, in the uh, media and things are uh, declaring um, a, a winner in the presidential race. But, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Let's just pray. <laughs> we got to pray. I'm just, uh, you know, I was, I, I heard uh, before we start our prayer, I'll, I'll mention this and pray for people in this state of mind because I was reading that a lot of people who were always very positive, who never really had any issue with, with um, being down or being uh, in, in any sort of depression uh, and not even able to sometimes to understand people who do uh, get into those states are beginning themselves to go into those states of depression based on so many things. Um, and again, I, I think the devil is in, in the middle of all this. I think he is in the thick of it. And I think that there's a lot of evil that is just weighing everybody down. So we're going to pray for our country, continue to pray for our country. But I'll also ask you, as I said, my friends, to please pray for this apostolate. We need domestic church media on the airwaves proclaiming the joy of the gospel, as we say, and communicating hope. You know, you hear we, we use that little phrase, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope. Jesus is Lord. We just celebrated the beautiful feast of Christ the King. Uh, Christ is in charge. He's in control. And uh, as Yogi used to say, it ain't over till it's over. So put it in the Lord's hands. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy, born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of our nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, Patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, and also the beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady, the uh, Subtum Presidium prayer. Uh, Holy Father asks us to pray these prayers to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And we've added to that intention the intention to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, 
cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, thank you, friends, for praying, and uh, I'm just praying you and your families are well and staying well, and that you are bearing up with uh, the mandates, the conditions, the uh, restrictions that people are putting on this uh, celebration that we have every year, the celebration of Thanksgiving. Let's not forget what it's about in giving thanks to God for the abundance of what we have in this country. And for most of us, it's a, t- a, a holiday where we gather with family. And for many of us this year, those celebrations have been sliced up like, an, like a pumpkin pie. <laughs> Slices going every other way. And we're not having the whole pie together this year, right? But um, the Lord is with us, and uh, you know, there's so much we have to pray for, pray about. A couple things as we get started here. Again, just to remind you that next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, we're having our annual Radiothon, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. each of those days. And as we've done in the past, we don't preempt the program, regular programming for three days. We kind of come in and out, so your, uh, the regular programs will be on. But Bruce DeBacco, Cheryl, and I will be here uh, asking you to support us. It's different for us this year, too. We have to do it uh, a different way. We'll be here in the studio, obviously, uh, sharing as we always have. But our volunteers, our phone volunteers, are all going to be off-site taking your phone calls We've set up our phone system here so that they can answer the phones remotely um, and take your pledges over the phone. But I'm asking you, please, please, please to be generous. Don't hold back. The Lord will reward you for your generosity, and we do need you. We have, uh, over the past number of months, fallen short every month financially from what we needed. The reason for that is normally we have our Radiothon in the spring, and the funds raised in the spring carry us through the spring, summer, and into the fall until our Christmas um, uh, fundraiser that we have with our mailing. Obviously, we didn't have that, so we have an, an enormous gap to fill up to kind of replenish. We've been, uh, you know, just been in, and, and we had our transmitter situation. And yes, our insurance paid for about three quarters of the new transmitter. That was destroyed by uh, the storm back in June, but we have to pay about $11,000 of our own money. The transmitter's up and running, and we still owe the $11,000 to the transmitter company. So little things like that that have come up that have kind of put us in a bind, I'm asking you, please, spread the word. It's the season of giving. I know that Giving Tuesday is next week, the day before our Radiothon. If you were going to give to Domestic Church Media on Giving Tuesday, hold off. Start giving on the 2nd. 
uh, our Radiothon December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And, you know, we have had um, very generous donors and benefactors step forward uh, to make pledges of matching gifts to the tune of $56,000, but we can't see that money until we raise that money. So the first $56,000 raised in our Radiothon will be matched dollar for dollar. So we can get off to a, a great start next Wednesday, December 2nd, when Bruce and I come on the air at 7 a.m. that first hour. And maybe there are some of you listening, watching, uh, who can make a generous donation. And that, let's say you have a, you were going to make a $10,000 gift or a $5,000 gift. That will be matched dollar for dollar when you make that gift. Maybe some of you can do the $1,000, the apostle level. If you make that, uh, you know, in the beginning of the Radiothon, that'll be matched dollar for dollar. So please pray about that. Maybe some of our wonderful parishes out there, I know you're struggling as well, but maybe there's a way that you can uh, step forward. You know, this apostolate serves the church. We serve all or parts of four dioceses. Of course, the Diocese of Trenton, Camden, the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, the Diocese of Metuchen. Our bishops are very supportive of us, especially Bishop O'Connell uh, here in Trenton. But our the dioceses that we serve do not support us financially at all. We have never once received a single donation from any of the dioceses that we serve. We've received donations from parishes, individual parishes, individual priests, even Bishop O'Connell himself personally donates to our Radiothon. But as far as a diocesan donation, we've never received that. So maybe if you can get together a, a some kind of collection this weekend or uh, let your people know to listen and support the apostolate. We're here 24-7 throughout this entire pandemic. We've been here. We never shut our doors. We never locked you out. We've always been here. You've always been able to turn on your radio or however you listen or watch and get the truth, get the proclamation of the joy of this gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've been able to listen to the Masses. You've been able to pray the Rosary, to pray the chapel, listen to all of the wonderful programs that we present through our affiliation with EWTN, and even, yes, our local programs. But none of this happens without you, my friends. So I'm just a little prelude to next week. You know, it's the worst part of my job. I say it all the time, and I mean it. I hate asking for money. But we have to ask you, as steward, main steward of this apostolate, I have to let our needs be known to you. So pray about that over the next week now. And in Thanksgiving, perhaps, we're celebrating Thanksgiving week, in Thanksgiving to Almighty God for the gift of your Catholic radio station. Support us next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, the 2020 Radiothon. We need you. We're going to count on you. And we'll look forward to celebrating the best Radiothon ever. I believe, I have to go back and check my records, but I believe last year's Radiothon, which was our best to date, uh, I should say last year's, 2019, it was spring of 2019, it's almost two years ago. I believe we raised about $166,000. I would love to hit the $200,000 mark this year. I would love to hit the quarter of a million dollar mark, $250,000, one of our Peers, our, our uh, radio affiliates uh, of EWTN out in the Midwest, 
about the same size as we. I think they have five stations. They had their Radiothon back in October. They raised $250,000 in, in Indiana or Ohio, wherever they located. We're Jersey, <laughs> Pennsylvania. We can do this. So pray about it because a, a, a $200,000 Radiothon or a $250,000 Radiothon would be so good. Now, today I, I read the stock market hit 30000 right? The Dow Jones hit 30000 Maybe some of you are playing the market and you, you made it big today. Maybe you hit, hit a couple of scores there. Maybe you can take some of that windfall, put it aside, and next week call it in and say, God gave it to me. I'm going to give it to you. Pray about that, my friends, please. I can't stress enough how important this Radiothon is to us this year. So mark your calendar. Plan on joining us. It's going to be a lot of fun. It always is. Bruce is here. Cheryl will be here. We always enjoy hearing from you. We get the testimonies coming on. People want to tell their story. We put them on the air. We can still do all of that. Uh, but we're looking to ask you, please, to be generous. So that's the Radiothon next year, uh, next week, second December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Now, we also put in the mail on uh, Friday our end-of-year uh, newsletter, our Grazia, little Grazia newsletter. You should be receiving that sometime this week uh, or early next week. So I hope you enjoy that if you're on our mailing list. Um, and uh, there is an envelope in there. If you'd rather donate that way, you can do it that way as well. We're praying December is going to be a very, very financially successful month for us. So let's just pray. There's so much more we have to do. And, you know, I say this, and I mean it. In fact, I was saying to our good friend, Father John Butler from uh, St. Michael's over in Long Branch, who came by today and celebrated Holy Mass in our chapel. It was beautiful, as always. We thank Father John for doing that. Um, but we were talking about this, the need to expand beyond the radio. And there's some things the Lord has placed on my heart that in December I'm going to be working on uh, and praying about and uh, hoping to be able to then expand domestic church media into even yet other forms of media that will enable us to reach even more people, especially young people. Uh, so many things have to be done, but we can't do it without the funding. So I'm just putting it out there, casting the net, Duke in Altum, putting it out there to you. All right, let me do this. This, and as I said, I, 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 um, wasn't sure if you knew about this, but this week, December 20, I'm sorry, November 20th through the 28th, has been declared National Family Week by President Trump. And I want to read you his proclamation. You know, we're getting, especially I think this week because of Thanksgiving and the Restrictions that we're finding placed on people here in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, other parts of the country that are even worse than the ones we have put on us here. And it's affecting families. It's affecting families. That, that's, I mean, the bottom line, that's what it's doing. It's affecting families. And we know that the church teaches that the family is the basic cell of society. As St. John Paul said, as, as uh, the family goes, so goes society. And if the family is breaking down, society will break down. Listen to the words of President Trump. This is, was issued just uh, the 20th of this month. 
President Donald J. Trump wrote, proclaimed, families strengthen our communities, shape our values, and provide a foundation for future success. Families are and always will be the building block of society. During National Family Week, we take time to honor and appreciate the many blessings of strong and healthy families. And we recognize that our policies must empower and enable them to flourish so they can contribute to an even brighter future for our great nation. And again, this is from President Trump, his proclamation on National Family Week. Every family is unique and remarkable, and my administration is committed to providing meaningful, meaningful solutions to address the issues that matter most to them, especially when facing extraordinary challenges. As our nation confronted the coronavirus pandemic, I signed the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, CARES, to provide over, 12, uh, over $2 trillion in economic relief to quickly help families, small businesses, and communities, and the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which provided timely and critical support for families by expanding paid family, medical, and sick leave. We also increased unemployment benefits, enhanced flexibility within unemployment insurance programs, suspended student loans payments, and removed the threat of foreclosures and evictions for families with government-guaranteed mortgages. My administration continues to call on the Congress for additional support to sustain families through this pandemic, particularly those most harmed by state and local shutdown orders and other restrictions on economic activity. The pandemic has placed great strain on American families, and from those who have mourned the loss of a loved one to those who have struggled to adjust to new burdensome daily routines. In times like this, mental health becomes even more important. That is why I signed an executive order to provide grant funding for easier access to mental health services, including telehealth, peer-to-peer, -peer, and safe in-person therapeutic treatments. Despite impediments and adversity, we have made great progress to help bring an end to this terrible pandemic and rebuild our previously booming economy. In addition to identifying many successful therapeutics through Operation Warp Speed, I recently announced tremendous progress in developing and distributing safe and effective vaccines. Moreover, with unprecedented rapid reductions in unemployment and historic third-quarter growth, the United States in just a few months has recovered two-thirds of the economic output lost to the pandemic. America will fully recover, not only emotionally and physically, but also fiscally, from the devastation of the pandemic and our families will be the bedrock of our nation's renewed success. Again, this is from President Trump's proclamation on the National Week of Families happening right now. He writes, Families are our most cherished and sacred institution. 
They play a vital role in providing emotional, physical, and communal support and help us endure the inevitable difficulties of life. My administration stands firm in supporting the success of our families by ensuring that every child, born and unborn, can thrive in a loving home with caregivers who are bolstered by access to child care, paid family leave, school choice, and job training. By enacting tax cuts, lowering prescription drug prices, and working to increase wages and benefits, we have enabled families to keep more of their hard-earned money so they can realize their own American dream. And President Trump writes, In this season of Thanksgiving, we thank God for the wonderful families across our nation who are working to build brighter, better, and more prosperous futures. This week, we acknowledge that we are only as strong as our families and vow to prioritize their well-being and to uphold their fundamental role in our society. Now, therefore, I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim November 22nd through November 28th as National Family Week. I invite communities, churches, and individuals to observe this week with appropriate ceremonies and activities to honor our nation's families. Donald J. Trump. And isn't it sad, my friends, that we're seeing this week, as we begin and enter into what is always a joyful and exciting season and time of year, beginning with Thanksgiving, and on a spiritual level, entering into the Advent season in preparation for Christmas to celebrate the birth of our Savior, but also to prepare us through this beautiful season of Advent that begins on Sunday for our Lord's great and glorious second coming. And the great, great holy day that is Christmas Day, a time of wonder, a time for children, a time for love, a time for birth, a time for family. And the, the, the joy of that entire week leading up to saying goodbye to an old year and welcoming in a new year. That we're being told by, by government officials to stay away from each other. Keep your distance. Don't talk. Don't sing. Don't open your mouths. Don't break bread together. I know there is a virus. I know it is dangerous. But I also know that according to statistics that 99.9% of the majority of people, if they get it, survive it. Even if you're age 70 or older, your survival rate is 94 point something percent. I understand all that. But I think it's so disheartening that so many families, as I said, like that pumpkin pie that we slice up on Thanksgiving Day, 
The slices are all going to different places and nobody's together for the most part. And that some say, and some restrictions have already been determined, that they will last and be this way through the new year. Satan wants to destroy families, and he'll do it any way he can. Now, I know some people will not like to hear this. That, you know, I, I'm not diminishing the virus. I'm not diminishing the effects. But we're adults. <laughs> we're responsible adults. We know what we can do and can't do. We know what we should do and shouldn't do. We know how to be careful. And on a political level, we're Americans, and we have freedoms. And we should be able to live those freedoms as we wish, if we're all in agreement. And if, a, in my mind, if a family decides that they want to get together on Thanksgiving Day, and there are 25 of you, and you want to take the chances, the risks, whatever might be involved in that, go ahead. But my opinion, that's my opinion. It's my opinion, Okay. I just think that we need to take a hard, close look at all this and see what's going on. It struck me, and I, there's a video out there <laughs> of, the, of the governor of California eating in a restaurant with his family, unmasked. There's a video uh, that I saw online with the governor of New Jersey with his family, unmasked in Asbury Park. I don't, I don't agree with the individuals who went up and, and began s- screaming at them. They're no... They're no uh, better than Antifa screaming at diners. <laughs> We've seen the, But don't you think these governors have inside information and, and know a lot more about what's going on there? Are they, they're out eating and dining in public and without masks that they might have some information that we don't? I don't know. Anyway, I don't mean to get the political, but I, this whole thing is bothering me now. So, when we come back, we're going to go to the Holy Father, his Angelus message from Sunday. On Christ the King, make choices, he said, with eternity in mind. Stay tuned. Be right back. Don't go away. said, the key that opens the door to faith is prayer. Join St. Paul Street Evangelization by running a prayer station in the public square. You don't need to be a professional apologist or theologian. Just listen to the needs of the people you encounter. Offer encouragement, take prayer requests, and pray with people. Find out more and get involved today at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. He got a satellite dish for pornography. So he took a beer and a sandwich and he sits down and puts on his favorite uh, pornography station and he said, there you were. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me and he said, what's that damn nun doing on that pornography show? <laughs> so he's mad, he's very angry and he turns the dial and there I am. <laughs> And now his heart's beginning to beat just a little bit, you know. And he turns a dial, all 52 channels, there I was looking at him. Oh, tight. Oh. Well, he said he turned it off and he walked the floor of the night, his heart beating 100 miles an hour. He said he couldn't sleep. He got up early in the morning and he went with the confession, never watch pornography again. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Yardley to Yardville. Seagirt to Spotswood. Matawan to Manalapan. From Lakewood to Long Branch. Asbury Park to Adelphia. Morrisville to Marlboro. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Well, welcome back, my friends, uh, on this November 24th, 2020, the National Week of Families. So I hope you're celebrating family this week in some way, getting together, gathering, celebrating, praying, you know, whatever you have to do, get together as family. It is National Family Week. And I'll get off this topic in a second, but I just thought this was interesting. I just saw this when we went on break. 
that the Center for Disease Control is considering shortening the coronavirus quarantine period. The timeline now is 14 days. Now, they say if you're exposed, you've been exposed to someone who has coronavirus, that you have to quarantine for 14 days. Now the CDC is considering reducing that to just 7 to 10 days. And it hopes that more people will it will inspire more people to comply with the guidelines. I don't, I don't get that. What's more important, staying healthy and remaining healthy and not infecting other people or complying? They throw that word in there. Not official yet. All uh, always reviewing guidelines and uh, recommendations in light of new understandings of the virus and will announce such changes when appropriate, they say. So they'll do that. They may, they may reduce the quarantine time from 14 days to between 7 and 10 days. And this is from the CDC, hoping that the change will inspire more people to comply with the guidelines. doesn't say it's not necessary because it's not as infectious or there's not as, it's not as dangerous, but it will inspire more people to comply. Well, there you go. All right, let's get off that topic. You don't come here for that. You come here for this. This... <laughs> You can hear for this hope, and this is exactly what uh, Holy Father talked about at his Angelus message on Sunday on the Feast of Christ the King, as you know. Uh, the Holy Father taught that we should make choices with eternity in mind. Make choices with eternity in mind. Now, before I get into what the Holy Father taught, again, just let me remind you, in case you're just joining us, Next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, our annual Radiothon. I'm asking you now, as I've been asking you all month long, to please, please pray about this on how you can support us and to be generous, okay? Also, there is an opportunity for you during those three days to uh, sign up to pray for us. You know, normally what happens during our Radiothon uh, in, in normal years, we have, of course, right across the hall here, our beautiful little chapel of the Holy Family, where we keep the Blessed Sacrament, and we expose the Blessed Sacrament, and we have people signed up to adore the Blessed Sacrament right here in our building throughout our Radiothon, which I believe was the strength of the of the entire three-day event. Well, we're not doing that this year, obviously, because of the pandemic. But there's a way for you to sign up, and maybe you can go to your favorite adoration chapel or... You can pledge a rosary or two or a chaplet at any time during those three days during the time we're having our Radiothon. If you go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, that's domesticchurchmedia.org, and then click on the, um, let me make sure I get it right, and I'll pull that up in front of me so I can make sure you have the right information. Um, <clears throat> up on top of our homepage, there is a 
link. It says donate. If you click, put your cursor over donate, the first thing you see is Radiothon. Click on that. And then when you go to the Radiothon page, there's a way it says to a prayer pledge. You can click on the prayer pledge and then sign up for a particular time slot. Maybe you have a favorite adoration chapel you go to, or you can pledge prayer in whatever way you want for us during those three days between the hours of 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. So we have the strength of prayer behind us. Well, the one thing out of all that we're having to change this year that I believe I, I know I miss will miss most is the, the, the assurity that across right across the hallway here we have people praying before our Lord exposed in the Blessed Sacrament. Now, they won't be here this year because of the, the virus. Our Lord is here. He's in the tabernacle, so trust me. I know Linda uh, DeVaco will be in there, and when I'm not on the air, I'll be in there, et cetera, as will Bruce and, and Cheryl, but it's only going to be the four of us in the building this year. So we need you to pray for us. So go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, uh, over the Donate button, click on Radiothon, and then Prayer Pledge, and you can click on that, and you can sign up to pray for us. It would be so important for us that we have regular ongoing prayer throughout the Radiothon. Now, let's go <clears throat> to the Holy Father. This is from Sunday, the Feast of Christ the King. During his Angelus message, the Holy Father encouraged Catholics to make choices with eternity in mind by not thinking about what they want to do, but what is best to do. Pope Francis says, this is the choice we have to make daily. What do I feel like doing or what is best for me? The Holy Father said, This interior discernment can result either in frivolous choices or in decisions that shape our lives. It depends on us. He said, Let us look to Jesus and ask him for the courage to choose what is best for us, to enable us to follow him in the way of love and in this way to discover joy. Sadly, the world would have us uh, make choices and decisions based on what we want right now. What's best for me right now in this world, because this is all I have. And we say, no, this isn't all you have. There is an eternity that awaits you. This is just spring training <laughs> for the big game, the big game of eternal bliss with our Heavenly Father. That's what awaits us. That's really what should determine what we do or don't do, how we act or not act, what we say or don't say. The Holy Father said, we need this interior discernment. You know, and I use, and I, I don't, I, 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 I can use this example, again, only as a way to show how the Lord has worked in my life with me. You know, I had choices to make early on in this work. I was settled. Cheryl and I had three little children. We had a little home. Uh, we were financially secure because the job that I had at uh, FedEx was... Um, 
you know, middle middle management basically, and and paid. We didn't make. I wasn't making a lot of money, but enough money that it, it, we were we were able to be comfortable. Cheryl had a little side, you know, part time job at the church, which supplemented the income and it enabled us to live a very very uh, secure lifestyle. And that was, I thought, in my mind, going to be the rest of my life to retirement. And in fact, you know, I had the 401k and the company would say, you know, take this amount out of your paycheck and put it in your 401k. You might even be able to early retire at 55. Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. Start doing that. Preparing for this world. I'm 66. In December, I'll still have no retirement in sight. I couldn't afford to retire. There's absolutely no way I could afford to retire. But there came a point where I had to discern interiorly and with my spiritual uh, direction to do what God was asking me to do, to choose. Do you want this life that you have right now that is going to keep you comfortable in this world, or do you want to do what I'm going to require of you or ask of you that will make you comfortable in the next, basically? We can't just think about this world. We have to make our decisions and our choices based on eternity. That wonderful quote, I think I just used that, I just shared it with you earlier this month, it was our feast day, Mother Cabrini, when we find ourselves on the brink of eternity. How then shall we desire to have spent the days of our life? All right? We're all going to get there. We're all going to find ourselves on that brink. And we're going to look back and say, did I spend those days that God gave me wisely, with vision, with charity and love? Or did I spend those days on myself, my own personal comfort, my own wants, needs, and, and desires? The Holy Father then, of course, that day also celebrated Mass, and he was reflecting on the gospel when the Son of Man will separate the sheep from the goats. And Pope Francis said at the Last Judgment, the Lord will judge us on the choices we have made. He only draws out the consequences of our choices, brings them to light, and respects them. Life, we come to see, is a time for making robust, decisive, eternal choices. And according to the Holy Father, we become what we choose. Thus, if we choose to steal, we become thieves. If we choose to think of ourselves, we become self-centered. If we choose to hate, we become angry. If we choose to spend hours on the cell phone, we become addicted, he said. Yet if we choose God, 
Pope Francis taught, daily we grow in his love, and if we choose to love others, we find true happiness because the beauty of our choices depends in, on love. The Holy Father said, Jesus knows that if we are self-absorbed and indifferent, we would remain paralyzed. But if we give ourselves to others, we become free. The Lord of life wants us to be full of life, and he tells us the secret of life. We come to possess it only by giving it away. There's that wonderful quote. I remember Father Benedict Rochelle, God rest his soul, we used to run a little spot where he said that when we die, when we die, we will only take with us what we have given away. When we die, we will only take with us what we have given away. And I was on Father Benedict's program when he used to have the Sunday night program just about a year before he passed away. It was one of his last programs. And I remember on the program telling him that, that we run that spot. And I said, what a great quote you had there. And he says, well, I have to be honest with you, Jim. It wasn't mine. I forget who said it, but it wasn't mine. But it is a great quote. When we die when we pass on we're only going to take with us what we've given away and this is what holy father said the lord of life wants us to be full of life and he tells us the secret of life we come to possess it only by giving it away holy father said if you are dreaming about real glory not the glory of this passing world but the glory of god this is the path to follow Read today's gospel passage. Reflect on it. For the works of mercy give glory to God more than anything. He also encouraged people to ask themselves if they put these works into practice. Do I do anything for someone in need? Or do I do good only for my loved ones and my friends? Do I help someone who cannot give anything back to me? Am I a friend of the poor person? There I am, Jesus says to you, I'm waiting for you there, where you least think and perhaps may not even want to look there in the poor. And Holy Father then reflected on the feast, Christ the King, marking the end of the liturgical year. He said he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the fulfillment of history, and today's liturgy focuses on the Omega, that is, on the final goal. And he explained that in St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus gives his speech on universal judgment at the end of his own earthly life. He whom men are about to condemn is in reality the supreme judge. In his death and resurrection, Pope Francis said, Jesus will show himself as the Lord of history, the king of the universe, the judge of all. In the final judgment, it'll be about love. Not on the feeling, no, we will be judged on the works, on the compassion that becomes closeness and caring help. And he closed his message by pointing to the example of Our Lady, saying, 
Our Blessed Mother assumed into heaven received the royal crown from her son because she faithfully followed him. She is the first disciple on the path of love. Let us learn from her to enter the kingdom of God right now through the door of humble and generous service. This is the time of year, my friends, where we're reminded of this, both liturgically, of course, as we were on, on Sunday, uh, the Feast of Christ the King through the Gospel from Matthew 25, but as we now enter into what they call the season of giving. We s- seem to uh, become aware of the amplification of the needs and wants of other people. We had on uh, Friday's program uh, um, uh, Rebecca Blonsky from Madonna House over in Neptune, New Jersey, who's one of many ministries like this, but Rebecca reminded us and shared with us that uh, they serve over 3,000 individuals in Monmouth and Ocean County who are in need, children who have no gifts, will have no gifts on Christmas Day, families who can't even afford to buy diapers for their babies. You and I sometimes throw money around like uh, I don't know what. And as I said the other day, I think it's a good idea, you know, because we do it. We're, you know, we go on Amazon and shop for our, our, our grandchildren for Christmas and birthday gifts. And I thought, why not? You know, let's, we're going to pick out gifts for our grandchildren. God has, has blessed us, and, and we can certainly afford to buy gifts for these other poor children. Can't buy gifts for them all, but I can do. We can do our part. And maybe find a, a four and a two year and a two year old and an infant, and, and buy a gift for each of those, as we do with our own grandchildren. Why not? If not me, then who? We have to look beyond this world. And as I, you know, come to you, our family, and you know, about sharing with your some of your gifts with us financially how important that is because this apostolate is here only because of the generosity of people like you when I come to you and say won't you please prayerfully consider helping us in a special way this year I think we'll all be glad to see 2020 behind us it's been a horrible year. <laughs> it's just been a horrible, rotten year in many ways. It's been also blessing in others. You know, we had our third grandchild this year, so that's a great blessing. But what a horrible year for so many for so long. But if we have a roof over our heads and heat in the building and uh, a job to go to or to work at, a car to get us there or to take us to the grocery store or the doctor, and money to pay for those things, we have it pretty good. And we certainly can afford, in one way or another, to help others through charity, through seeing our Lord in the poor, in the sick, in the imprisoned, in the naked, in the hungry, in the thirsty. With eternity in mind, not just what we have here, where we are, who we are in, in the place we're at now. This is not all we're ever going to have. 
There's something so glorious that awaits us that it's beyond human thought. And our decisions and our choices in this life will affect that. So Holy Father reminded us, make those choices now that we make with eternity in mind. I, I, I believe this, and I've had many people say this to me, and I, I say this again in all humility, where people will, you know, one day you, I, hopefully will all be able to gather around the heavenly banquet table and talk about these days. But upon our own personal entrances into heaven, through the work we do here, through the support you give us, there will be souls in heaven greeting you and thanking you for supporting domestic church media. Because it was through the action of the Holy Spirit through this apostolate that that soul returned to God's love, that that soul returned to the church, returned to the sacraments, that that soul was encouraged in very discouraging times that that soul was saved in one way or another spiritually because of what he or she heard. And they're going to thank you because without you, they would never have heard that broadcast. They would never have heard that program. So it all ties in, trust me. It all ties in. I believe that with all my heart, that we're all in this together and we have to help each other out, that the choices we make in this life, we need to make with eternity in mind, as Holy Father said. Pray about that, my friends, as we are just a little over a week away from our Radiothon on what you can do to help us to keep these airwaves open with the joy of the gospel and the communication of hope. That's why we're here. All right, I'm going to have to head on out of here, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow, though. Tomorrow I'll be here live, God willing. Not Thursday, though, Thanksgiving or Friday, but... And we'll talk more tomorrow about uh, uh, the rest of the, the schedule this week and next week. I pray you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for being here with me today. God bless you all. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.